You're listening to Good Lad Unscripted with your host. <laughs> I love that intro, Anna. Just to mock me. Welcome back Stop to Good Lad Unscripted, the podcast. I'm Terry Goodlad, Anna Tigray, my gorgeous wife, my uh, gorgeous mother of three, still mother of three. Was mother of four for a while. <laughs> yes. Today's show is brought to you by Silver Bullet Anti-Aging. Susie Bell. Savior, Keeps us young. Savior of all old farts like us that need hormone replacement therapy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no joke. And I mean, I, I, we say this every show and, and it's not just a commercial. It is. It, of course, we're trying to promote Susie's business for her because she's helped us so much. But what it is, is it's just it literally changes your life we yes, couldn't do i could not at 61 chase after three kids <laughs> run three businesses right you know trying to recover from covid so it's not just work these businesses it's not not that you were sick from covid no you not mean sick the from covid, COVID. The, the, yeah the, just the, the, <laughs> you gotta be more specific the financial <laughs> devastation of the <laughs> there pandemic there you go okay? yes and so it's like you know we we literally went back to zero and you know yeah, we were considering retiring a year ago, <laughs> and maybe Not maybe going on the road with a motorhome and having some adventures and like that. And in the space of, we might have to if we get homeless. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll just tie a bunch of shopping carts together and oh call it a motorhome. No, but that was it. I mean, we were considering. You know, we were talking about our retirement plans mm -hmm. a year ago, mm -hmm. and uh, and in the space of six eight months, yeah. Um, we were at back at zero. And you know what? We have to be grateful because we still have our home. We still have our vehicle. We still have our business somehow. And we have energy to do it all because of Susie Bell. <laughs> there you go. Silver bullet anti-aging. And of course, blessedbodywear.com. Please check it out. Anna's designed some hot new uh, the booty scrunch pants. Yes. It and looks, much more coming. You're making guys happy all around the world, Anna. <laughs> <laughs> They're awesome pants. Today, we want to talk about a, a subject that has been a part of our life i guess now we're coming up on six weeks this saturday this yeah. friday yeah so tomorrow uh we we became foster parents four years ago just about we got our license four yeah, years ago four yeah. years ago yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah we were foster parents four years ago and then um we our, our first serious long-term placement was our little boy kwamein yeah uh, who at the time for security reasons, safety reasons, we nicknamed Jesse. Right. So every, most people on social media know him as Jesse. Because publicly he yes. was Jesse. Yeah. You know, at home here he was Comain, and but publicly he was Jesse. Yeah. And uh, um, <clears throat> throughout this process, uh, you know, we got to know his biological parents very well, uh, developed a really strong relationship with his mother. Mm -hmm. And uh, this year we actually, uh, she, you know, they came from a rough background. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> We've talked about all this publicly before. Yes. Uh, Mom was raised into a family of, of gang members. Yes. Dad is a gang member and their families, you know, so that's where they come from. And, uh, you know, uh, Komain's mom was on the street at 14, mm -hmm. you know, pregnant and dealing drugs. And that's kind of been her life. And she's, she's seen a lot, been through a lot. It's, it's she's 34 really now. Yeah, yeah. She's 34 now. And it's, she's lived a really, really difficult life. And at one point though, um, our relationship developed to the point where uh, she decided she wanted to leave that life, mm -hmm. turn her back on it all, uh, got her GED, 
then went to school and became a phlebotomist and a medical assistant, right. uh, graduating with honors. In January. In yeah. January. And then COVID hit and couldn't get a job. Right. Uh, but anyway, she's, she's done a tremendous amount of work on herself yes. to get herself turned around. We did everything, uh, you know, that we could do. And what I mean by that is uh, we did everything we could for her to be in a position where she could legally reunite with him insofar as the Department of Family Services. So that right. that whole, he stopped being a foster child, Yes, you know, some time ago. It was last year, right? Uh, yeah, I just exactly a year ago. Yeah. yeah. So he was no the longer a foster child. Yeah. The case was closed. She reunited with him. Uh, he remained with us and we continued to raise him mm -hmm. um, so that she could get on her feet and get her She life. could finish school in January yeah. and then the plan was for her to get a job and then get her own place. It'd be self-sufficient. Like of course, yeah. she couldn't get a job. And right. so, you know, we've, we've supported everybody for quite some time. And, and, uh, and then finally, uh, six weeks ago, six weeks ago tomorrow. Yeah. Um, he left. Yes. And of course it's very hard for us to talk about, but, uh, because we miss him and, yeah. and the difficult thing, uh, and we'll talk about this, you and I a little bit, but, mm -hmm. uh, of course we knew this day was coming. And so we did our research. We talked to all of his therapists cause he's got bunch of different therapists, a uh, bunch of different experts, psychologists, doctors, uh, people with uh, TBRI, and to determine what is the best approach for this. And of course, there is no textbook way to do this. You have to evaluate each child, each situation. Right. And what everybody agreed was this has to be like ripping off a Band-Aid, and basically when he goes, he goes, and we don't have contact. Right. Um, and, and the, the really, and we prayed about this because the, the thing we dreaded the most was that day when it was time to go that he wouldn't want to go. Right. And so we prayed and prayed and prayed about this. And it was the thing that stressed you and I out the most. We couldn't sleep for and, weeks. And Crystal <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah. It's just, we were all terrified of that day. Mm -hmm. And then ironically, what it was is, uh, uh, when the day came, she stopped by for a visit. She stopped by for a visit. the The transition was supposed to happen two days later. Yeah. And when we were leaving, he said, "Daddy, can I come and walk her out to the driveway?" And I said, "Yeah, come on, let's go." Yeah. So we get outside and we were standing there talking for a minute. And then he asked her, and he wanted to go with her. Yeah. And the nice thing is, is that she's been a part of our family, so they have a really good bond already. Right. And so it's not unusual for him to want to go with her. It's um, like an auntie or, you know, if Elaine's going to the store, yeah, and, they want to go to the and, store. And or. he knew that was his biological mom. Right. Like he knew that he, you know, he, he came from her tummy. Right. Because all of our kids were introduced to that concept when Auntie Lulu got pregnant. Yes. <laughs> and uh, not, not to conception. Thank you, Auntie Lulu. Yeah, not, not, not the conception <laughs> part of having kids. They're no. too young for that. Yeah. But they understood where babies come from. It's not right. a stork and, right. and like that. And so they understood that it's, you know, in mommy's belly and like that. And so... Um, he, he, you know, we explained it to him and he knew that that was his biological mom. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, uh, six weeks ago, I walk out there and, uh, we're saying our goodbyes and he said, now he thought he was going to go for a little, like 
a little vacation. Well, for him, you it's, know? you know, anything he's ever gone, he goes, he might stay a little bit with her or whatever, but he always yeah. comes, he always knows he's coming home at some right. point. Right, right. And, uh, but we knew he weren't. We know he, we knew he wasn't and Crystal wasn't sure. Right. And, and, uh, and I just said to her, I says, no, I, well, what happened is we went out there and he said, daddy, can I go with her? And I said, yeah. I says, is that okay with you, Crystal? And she's, yeah. I said, okay. And, and she said to him, like, she says, are you sure? Right. And yeah. And she's, are you absolutely, she checked with him a whole bunch of times just to make sure. And he wanted to go with her and it's like, thank you, God. Yeah. And so they left together. I, I got a car seat, you know, and, and put it in her car and off they went. Right. And, uh, and then she and I talked offline, you know, when he that was, was around, the last he time said, we okay, said that, that's gotta be, that's gotta be it. Crystal. Like yeah. this, we prayed about it. God right. gave us, God gave us a gift. We don't, you know, we don't tempt fate. So I said, just, just, you know, let's just roll from here. And so we left it for a little bit and we did a couple of FaceTime calls. We've had some phone calls with him. Every one of them, you know, he wants to come home. Right. And every one of them, I explain, well, you know, Bado wants you to live. He calls her, his nickname is Bado. Right. Um, you know, she wants you to live with her. And so you're going to live with her. And so he gets very upset and sad and disappointed, but he gets to talk to the, our kids. Yeah. And, you know, everybody Which knows everybody's alive. Cadence doesn't stop. No, crying. and that's just Katie cries pretty much every day. Yeah. You know, and um, and that's the other thing. Well, and Emma's angry. Yeah. And Cole is oblivious, thankfully. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he just wants to know where Maine is. Yeah. Where's Maine? <laughs> Where's Maine? And uh, so anyway, uh, he was such a big and and this is what you you know we, I knew that when he was here mm -hmm. that he is such a big part of this family mm -hmm. he's a big chunk of the family he's mm -hmm. the entertainment director the you know he's Energizer the, bunny. the loudest the most energetic you know <laughs> he's just always doing something crazy and you know everything's funny and you yeah know, and a lot of color yeah and, and uh and so you realize that when he left yeah because it's like somebody literally took all the color out of our picture mm -hmm. and and so I think that first week was probably the hardest, mm -hmm. you know, um, the kids didn't understand. It, of course, this was unplanned. I walked back in the house. You didn't even get a chance to say goodbye no. to him. The girls didn't get a chance to say goodbye to him. Mm -mm. Uh, he was just gone. Yeah. And so, um, and now, so there they we are. Knew, they knew that at some point he was going. Uh, the kids but knew. But that day, we were just walking over to the car, and all of yeah. a sudden I come back, we, and there's They no didn't know it was going to be that day, but I mean, the yeah. girls knew that yeah. at some point. So actually, he left, and he was thinking, oh, I'm going to go have some fun with Bado. You know, wherever she's going, this and is going to we'll, be cool. Then you take me back to dad's house, right? That's right. what you keep saying. And then, um, but the girls knew right away that he was gone. Yeah. And so I think they started their mourning process. And then because uh, Quamaine and Crystal were staying at a hotel for a few days, he was doing really great. <laughs> you know, he's like... Yeah, he didn't want to come home. He didn't want to come <laughs> home, you know. And then all of a sudden... He had new toys, new running right, shoes. Right, right. And then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, no, you're not coming home. And that's when he's... But this is normal. I mean, that's something being a foster parent, you, we are usually on the other end, well, like that, Crystal's 
That's just, that's exactly right? it. And and most times when you receive a child, when you take placement of a child, that child has just gone through that experience. And exactly. usually it's 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 not well, not usually. It's almost 100% of the time very traumatic. Just the experience itself yes. something some horrible event has occurred. Right. Uh, and it's never positive and what they usually do is they they take a garbage bag literally a black garbage bag mm -hmm. and grab whatever they can at the time mm -hmm. because understand it's a volatile environment and mm -hmm. you don't have the time to go through little billy's you know keepsakes right you, you know in every case is different but most of the time even, well, there could be an arrest involved. That's right. very common. Sometimes very common. it's maybe a fatal car accident or, yeah. you know, it's always some traumatic event that causes this child to come into care. Right. And, and, uh, and then what they do is they just grab a bunch of stuff and yep. throw it in a bag and then they get out of there. Right. And so it's just like ripping off the bandaid. And then all of a sudden you show up at somebody's house and you're Terry and Anna's you, you, house that right. you've never seen before. Right. And you and don't want to, they don't want to be there. And that's one of the things, you know, you, you go to be a foster parent because you want to help these kids that are coming from hard places. Mm -hmm. But in a kid's mind, when that's all you've ever known, even if there's some abuse involved, even if there's neglect involved, it's still better than the, strangers. Yeah. That they want to go back to that. And mm -hmm. it takes a long, long time for them to attach to you and you know in some cases it it never happens well, because look at, look at our, our katie yeah it took her two years to attach to mm -hmm. actually become part of the family part of the family yeah where we're mom and dad and and actually that wasn't solidified until until the adoption this spring right and exactly. when the judge said, uh, and you remember verbatim what he said, yeah, because you tell Katie all the time, you and yeah. her talk about it. But basically, he said, "This is your." What did he say? Well, these are your new names. That was something that really mm -hmm. stuck with her. Is her new name, mm -hmm. and she doesn't remember the old name, but she remembers her new name. And it was very interesting because I was getting to the park one day, coming down, you know, the and Kwame was still here. No. Yeah, Kwame was still here, but we all came down to the park and there were some moms there with kids. And so she goes and socializes with everybody. And she's like, and my name is, you know, da, 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 because the judge said, and now this is my mom forever. And it was just so pure. Mm -hmm. And you're like, wow. Because at the time she was just, our adoption was over the computer because of COVID. Right. But she was just looking at the screen real serious and you didn't know how much she was absorbing. I didn't realize, like she was standing in front of me and yeah. you had Emma and, yeah. and we're standing there looking at the Zoom screen yeah. on, the, on our laptop and, and, uh, I was shocked because Katie got what was going on. Yes. She became overwhelmed with emotion. Like she started to cry and yes. like I, I didn't really think that she would grasp and we'd have to be doing a lot of explaining after she got it all mm -hmm. and yep. she knew what was going on. And, and that's how much it, you know. And so that's just it. It takes a long time. Now, Katie is one of those extreme cases, uh, you know, in a very, very short period of time, you know, this last stop here was her 10th stop. Right. You know, so that's a lot of places you get bounced around to. Yep. So, um, she, so I remember when we first got her from the airport, she wasn't even three. She was like two and three quarters. Two and, a half, yeah. and uh she, we got home and like that. And she looked at me and she's like, is your name mommy? Mm -hmm. Like that's a name. That's not a, 
you right. know, it's not a warm thing. It's not. It's yeah. just a very utilitarian. Like, okay, so then if I need food yeah. or whatever, I call you. This right? is dog. This is car. This is mom. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so that, and that's something my dad still brings up to this day that it just broke his heart. Mm -hmm. But that's where she comes from, where she was just bounced around, she and Emma. And, and going back to Komain, you know, basically he was with his mom and dad, biological mom and dad for, for the four first months. four months. Yeah. Then for two months, he sat at Child Haven. No, two weeks. Or two weeks, sorry, yeah. yes. Yeah, two weeks at Child Haven. And if anything affected him, it was those two it weeks. was that two weeks yeah. um because he you know he was with his mom and like crystal says you know she held him carried him everywhere right slept with him slept with him everything and right. all of a sudden she's gone right and and he is in a like a, a orphanage type of situation right. and where at that particular time it was around christmas it was yeah. literally christmas eve when he yeah. came into care yeah and and so the place was they just have jammed we went there to get him and they had run out of rooms. They had cribs lined up there in the hallway. There was 81 kids in Chow Haven. Yeah. And these kids. are the little babies. These right. were all under one, I think, weren't they? Uh, between, I think, zero and five, it was 81. Okay. Yeah. So all these cribs, you go in there, and they're all lined up in the hallway and stuff. Yeah. They're just overwhelmed because there's not enough foster parents to go right. around. Because people are on vacation for Christmas <laughs> right? and, and whatever. And there's just not a lot of foster parents. Yeah. You know, they yeah. need more, right? Yeah. And so uh, that messed him up. And it's something that we, you know, we dealt with right to the day he left. You yeah. Know, some of the issues from that. But uh, like he has real abandonment issues, right? And so the real blessing, that was the worry, is that he would feel abandoned mm -hmm. and exacerbate those issues that he's got, but it was his choice to leave. Right. So he doesn't, when I talk, normally, you know, like if I would leave, I go to LA for work. I go there and do business meetings and pick up cuts and see fabric people and do all that kind of stuff for blessed body wear. Mm -hmm. And so if I, if I would leave for the day, he would be upset. When I get home, he's mad at me and won't talk to me. Yeah you know, because I've abandoned him. Right. right? <clears throat> and so that's what we were worried about is having to do that transition that way. So it was just such a gift from God that he, that was his idea. Right. You know, and he, and just, just so you understand, he's never done that before. Never, ever, ever. In, in the four, four years, years we had that child, right. he's never once ever done that, but he did it that day. And right. it was just like, wow. Okay. Thank you, God. Yeah. Literally. Thank you, God. Yeah. And, and, uh, and now when we talk to him, he's not, he's, he's not just, mad at us. He's not mad at us. He's yeah. so happy, you know, and, uh, and, uh, and just she, to explain, I, I gotta say this, uh, it's not that we worried about being the good guys. The thing is, is if a child feels abandoned by the people that this is raise him, yep. um, it, it creates a lack of self-esteem that is extremely hard to recover from. Right. And so, you know, even though we're not his biological parents... Because you're not worth it to them. You're not worth it to them. They just push him push him out of, if we had pushed him out of our mm -hmm. life, for example, if he felt yeah. that way, right? Mm -hmm. No, now you got to go with her and you can't come back. Something like that. that you know, that translates not that to him is that we don't want him. We don't want him. And so that's the good part is that even though he's, he's not coming back here, even though he doesn't get to see us, it, he doesn't feel rejected or unloved. He just understands that the situation is such yeah. that he can't, come back for now and so that was that was the most important for us is to never take away his self-esteem and his self-worth right right because he gets on the phone and he thinks you know 
hey, like I talked to him yeah. last night, two, night, for, two, two nights ago. ago. Yeah. And he said, dad, you know, come get me, you know? Right. And <laughs> okay. then he was trying to give you, you directions. Me? And then he says, yeah, he says, uh, all you got to do is you just, you know, you drive and then you turn at the corner and you, you know, and, and you'll find us, you'll find yeah. us, you know? <laughs> He's trying to give me driving directions. Right? Oh, just, just, I start I'm, crying and laughing. Oh, left. man. I'm just like <laughs> big lump in my throat trying to hang in there, right? And just, well, you know, come in, you know, and, you know but I want you to stay there because you're going to live with her now, you know? Right. So, and so anyway, so right now, we're on good terms with him, which yes. which is good. That tells us that he's healthy and he's doing well. Right. You know, uh, over there, you know, she's dealing with what we would deal with when a child comes to us. And what right. it is, is there's like, it was with Katie for two years. And of that two years, I would say probably eight months of that was extreme difficulty for us. My gosh. With her. Like he, she, we would have an issue and literally... That first seven this months. This is not an exaggeration. She would do something. Like she would hit Emma over the head with a pan or something. Something that she found. Or a car. And uh, and then so we go and we kind of, you know, honey, you can't do that. You know, you kind of do this. And she's like, okay, okay. And you'd walk away and count to 10 and she's doing something else. Yeah. And it was like that for seven, eight months. Yeah. The first day she met Quamaine, she punched him right in the face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and to his credit, and he's the sweetest little boy, but she was pushing him and pushing him. I'm standing in the kitchen yeah. and I'm looking and they're standing in the pantry, but where I was, I could just kind of see them. So I'm yeah. watching to see what they're doing and she's pushing him and pushing him. And he's looking at her and he thought like, he goes in there like he's going to play with her, right? Yeah. She's pushing, pushing, and he gave her an overhand right, right in the kisser, <laughs> knocked her on her butt. Yeah. Okay. And then she stopped doing being physical with him, but she was very physical with him. Yeah. And at one point, uh, because we couldn't solve this problem and so her therapists and everybody agreed that was involved in her case that we got to separate these kids mm -hmm. and so we actually had to put her in a school mm -hmm. so she was there for the day because you know it was it, preventing emma from developing right emma emma wasn't emma speaking wasn't she speaking wasn't running yeah. she wasn't doing anything and what is so incredible is that with the right help because i We've have friends that has have seen, you know, the how she used to be right. the first few months she was here, and uh, and then with the right help that we've gotten, not those first seven months, but when they came back, right, to see Cadence the way she is now, she is the most loving oh and God. caring. And so sweet. she's the best big I, sister. I told you once that this 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 is going to be the rest of our life dealing with this psychopath. Right. <laughs> yeah, because she literally had no empathy. If she hurt somebody, she would laugh. She would. If somebody was crying, she would. Yeah, laugh. she would laugh. Yeah, and that was the that was the issue. And and uh, that and was again, the worry. You said when she came back. So yeah. just for those that don't know the story, what happened is. The girls were only supposed to be here for a very short period of time yeah. because they were in transition Two to, to a, four weeks to a former foster family that had since moved out yeah. of Nevada yep. to a different state. And they were going to adopt them. And they were going to adopt them. And so we were just kind of a transition point. Yeah. And the transition lasted seven months. Yep. And they ended up leaving and we going said that would to be yes. family. And then four months later they they disrupted they didn't want to adopt yeah, them anymore they didn't want them anymore so they we we asked for them back right and they came back here and we were blessed with being able to adopt them this year so i know so we've had the girls for gosh 
well, two and a half years. They, yeah, they came to us the end of March 2018, and so two and a half years. Yeah. They were gone for four months out of this two and a half yeah. years. Yeah, but of that time, that eight months <laughs> was. I I've never seen a child. I mean, even a even a movie child. Right. That. So was mean. that difficult and so unfeeling and and there's something called rad reactive attachment disorder and she had all the markers for that yeah and, we were worried and we were worried and so we worked with a couple therapists that said okay well here's how we try to develop those neural pathways so that they develop empathy and i remember the day you were sitting on the beanbag chair with her mm -hmm. watching a tv show mm -hmm. and she expressed empathy for the first time in her life watching moana watching yeah. Moana yeah. and we almost cried, mm -hmm. you know, and, and the same thing with Emma, you know, by separating the girls, she started to develop yes. and her and Komain got very, very close. Yes. And, uh, and what happened is I remember the day she had her first tantrum Yes, and you and I almost cried. We were yeah. so happy because the she first time she stood ever, up for herself. She, she advocated for herself yeah. for the first time, and uh, and now we can't get her to stop advocating for herself. <laughs> <laughs> whether whether she needs to or not. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, okay, this is a little girl that she's what thirty five pounds. So I'm maybe? on the phone talking so with Crystal I? and Quamaine, and she's on the phone, yeah, trying to yell because she wants to chew out. Crystal for taking, for taking him, yeah. yes, and bring and him she back. Wants and she's calling, call yeah, she wants to call the police, and she's calling. She wants to call her names and all this. So Emma's come a long way. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, you know, going back to Quamaine, you know, all of that stuff. Uh, Crystal's got her hands full over there, mm -hmm. you know, and she's trying to get her life together. So you know, she's trying to raise this little boy and get her get everything squared away, and it's a lot, mm -hmm. and. Uh, but to her credit, I mean, she's... And now his dad is back yeah, in his life. Yeah, dad's physically able to be with him now, and, yes. which is really, really good. And it was the and, funniest thing. And that has been really good, because apparently he's a very attentive dad. Right. Quamaine, Quamaine tells Terry, so you know... He was yeah, so excited. Yeah, he's like, you know, I, I, have, I have another, another dad, <laughs> and he has hair. Yeah. And so his dad with hair, he had no hair. Yeah. Now, that is not the only difference, <laughs> but that's why I love kids, yeah. because that it was it was if he was well, saw somebody okay. that looked For, just like terry yeah. with hair on <laughs> yeah exactly he's describing but, it was just like me the difference between he and i is yeah. that he's got dad with hair and dad without hair yeah just so everybody knows if you don't know Quain is african-american right. both of his parents are very dark-skinned african-americans right, right? And but all Quain sees is one has hair and one yeah. doesn't have hair yeah. that's the only difference to him i love it i love it <laughs> and that's just him you know yeah he's just so pure and yeah. uh but yeah, you know, I mean, he, uh, thankfully he has a, a very good relationship with Crystal, you know, and that was one of the things, um, about us staying away because he has never, um, attached to her as a mother figure, right, right. you know, it, 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 it was very hard for that to happen when he is with us 24 seven. That's all he knows. Well, and I, you know, I explained this to Crystal when we were talking about this transition and how it has to happen is 
is that, you know, like any living being, you know, you have Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So if you're, if you're providing food, shelter, uh, you know, you're, you're nurturing, safety, safety mm-hmm. nurturing, yeah. you know, a sense of belonging and a, you know, like and a sense of purpose and right. value, you know, if you're providing all of those things, you are mom and dad, right? That's what you, that's what you are. Right. And then that relationship develops over time as the child develops and becomes more complex, obviously. And, yep. you know, things like that. Well, we were extremely still are extremely attached to this little boy so whenever we're around right you know everybody else is just somebody that's right. there now he loves his mom he ha- loves hanging out with her right loves spending time with her but when he needs something right he hurts his knee or is hungry it or comes to mom and dad right you know mom and dad solve all the problems right, right. and so that's just an it's just a natural thing you can't you know, and this is what I explained to her, and uh, and she gets it. Yeah. You know, and I said, Crystal, the only way this works is you have to do all of those things. Mm-hmm. So if you come back here for a visit, mm-hmm. a he's not going to want to go, and no. it's going to be very painful. And I right. said, and B, all the headway that you made just yep. gets negated. Yeah. <laughs> you know the the uh, the minute that you know, he, you come back here because he's right. just going to default back to us being mom and dad. And so that's one of the reasons, and especially this little boy in particular, yes, uh, and his character and the way he is and the depth of the attachment that he has with us, right. uh, his abandonment issues, all of it put together, it's just, we can't see him. Right. You know, we can't physically be in the same place as him. Yeah. We can talk to him and reassure him that we're here and that we love him and that nothing has changed, but he has to work through that process. They're still waiting to get into an apartment. They've been staying in hotels for six weeks. Right. So Makes until, it a lot until he gets to a home, you know, like the girls got bunk beds. Yeah. And so the girls told him, got Over bunk beds phone, yeah. oh am i gonna get bunk beds yeah you know, well, did i get one did i get he wants to know if he got bunk beds in his room and, and he then still I go calls cry in the bathroom yeah exactly <laughs> and and leave me there to myself to, but anyway uh you know he he still calls this home we're yeah. still mom and dad right and until he gets into his own home with his own room and his own things and his own routine and all like that yeah like yesterday you said you know well now you're going to live with Bado now mm-hmm. And he's like, but she doesn't have a home. Right. He says, but she doesn't have a home. He's so smart, you know. Right. And and so the thing of it is, is it's going to be a while before we can actually see him and not have it. And then there's also our kids that are very traumatized by it. And it's not good for them either to have especially our kids because our girls have gone through so much right it's very it's so much instability and right now we are dealing with a whole lot of behaviors that were since well, gone and, and something we need to explain and just understand if you're listening if you've gone through a divorce and you've got kids mm-hmm. this is one of the issues and especially if you're doing the shared custody thing yes and, and i'm not judging anybody this is just from the child's perspective, Mm -hmm. there's no stability Mm -hmm. because where's home? Mm -hmm. Unless there is a home and the other place is the place you're visiting, that's about as close as it's going to get to healthy. Yes. But if you've got two homes, you have no homes. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Two homes, two sets of rules. Two sets of rules, two sets of other people in your, other partners in your life, all these things. So there is no stability. Right. And so uh, with our kids, and so what happens with your kids, 
what happens is they regress. Mm-hmm. And so your child has development. Like for instance, Emma yep. started talking baby talk. Yep. Emma is four years old. Four and a half. Emma can speak full sentences. Oh yeah. But when she wants something, it's one word mm-hmm. and it's food, apple. Yeah. No, yep. you know, like this, she talks like a baby, right? Yep. And, and Katie is five years old and she wanted to be held. Mm-hmm. And she just and, and with and Katie, her now is the control issues. What happens with her? Food and control issues, yeah, because of her trauma. Yeah, and she just defaulted. So we, we meaning she, yeah, and us and therapists and a whole crew of people have been working with her to get past those issues. We were out of the woods, <laughs> and and now we're right back yep. to zero again with yep. her, right? Because they regress about now, it, about uh, a year. Emma is starting to come back yes. to full sentences yes yeah. yeah and a lot of it was is what had to happen is i had to stop working so much yeah and start being more involved to create more stability right and also there's a balance there you know you have a role in our family and i have another role in our family and we agreed early on that i wasn't going to be the disciplinarian because right it's not healthy for our kids that come from a lot of trauma right and because i'm scary because i'm big and i'm a you guy are. and you scared me sometimes my breast smells bad and <laughs> <laughs> Funny thing on my nose. No, it's uh, and you have no I'm a hair. Bridge troll. <laughs> but the thing of it is, is that you know. It, so daddy's this very nurturing, very loving, cuddly, fun guy that you know. There's adventures, and I do silly things and stuff like that. And you take care of a lot of those temporal needs, and you do that. You know, if somebody's crying, they go to mommy, right? right? And if they need anything, they go to mommy. Yeah, you know. And so if I'm not there. It's not traumatic for them, but God help me if you leave and go somewhere and I'm watching the kids, it's every two seconds, where's mommy, where's mommy? And so we, you know, you look at that dynamic and what the children need, and then you have to provide them what they need. And so having us both more involved, you know, the, the girls are turning it around, Yes. but Katie really struggles Yes. and she gets an attitude and she gets rebellious and she does things that she shouldn't do. Um, but the thing is, is that we know what that is. And mm-hmm. so rather than correct them, you know, you love them and help them deal with whatever it is they're going through. So anyway, okay. it, I, I guess the whole point of this podcast is, you know, kind of clarify what has happened. Cause yeah, people I, have I've, seen, I've sat down Anna. I don't know how many times in the last six weeks trying to write this article. You can't write this article. And I can't write it. Right. You know, first of all, I fall apart every time. Yes. Uh, but the other part is, is I don't even know where to start. Right. And so I thought if we did a podcast, we can share. I made a post the other day on Instagram. Yeah. You know, essentially saying he's not there anymore. Um, you know, people, I, people that have followed our family along and our, our journey as, foster parents yeah. uh you know they i they deserve to know the story yes and it's gone on long enough so i think a podcast talking about it with you sitting here is a whole lot easier yes um in in most respects and and just letting everybody know the details behind it so right. he's doing as way better than we ever expected he would do yeah um crystal's got her hands full but she's she's staying in the in the battle and, and doing everything that she, she can. can yeah and we're over here being as supportive as we possibly can and working with our kids so that they recover from the loss because to them it's like a death yes. they, they don't get to see him right and on that note it's not like a death Right. Um, and that's what we remind ourselves. We both experience death. Yeah. Um, and this is not that. Right. And that is the comfort for us. I cannot imagine 
feeling what we feel and how debilitating it's been for us for the last few months, knowing mm-hmm. it's going to happen and finally happening. Um, it's, it's horrible, but he's still alive. Right. And so any of you out there that have lost somebody, I, I don't even know where to start. Exactly. I don't couldn't. know where to start. And um, my greatest comfort has been you, obviously, but God. Yeah. And I pray every day, and every day he gives me peace, and every day he shows me that Quamaine's okay, and, but I, I can't imagine if he wasn't with us any longer right. how exponentially harder that would be. And so with that, I just, I hope you're okay. Uh, Thanks for listening. And God bless.